Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, nice district at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oilers tomorrow against the Calgary Flames. The Oilers uh, one and two in preseason. Pretty much dressing AHL-laden rosters on the road in Seattle and Calgary getting shut out both games after the Oilers themselves. And the one Apples versus Apples game so far in preseason where the two teams kind of dress similar lineups. The Oilers beat the Jets 4-0 on Sunday night. Uh, we expect several of the Oilers' better players to be in the lineup tomorrow. In this hour, Edmonton sporting icon, once the heavyweight champion of the National Hockey League, now based in Montreal, George LaRock. We'll hear from John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. And Connor Bedard in conversation with Cam Moon. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. And you can text us on the... Our, our, We'll head off momentarily on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 7804960063. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. We are going to have an event at the uh, River Cree in about a week from now, a week from Saturday on the 8th. And uh, you'll have an opportunity to participate in that. There's going to be a special guest that will be attending. It's going to be a good time. So we'll be uh, giving away a couple promo spots of that next week. Without further ado, we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And we are pleased to be joined by our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Trent, get well. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show. George LaRock. Hi, George. How are you doing? Why every time you introduce me, you talk about beef jerky? Well, the other liner I wanted to do at this time was Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special, <laughs> a, a special moment or simply saving a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Until Brendan and Chris at Oilers now sent you at Roos Chris. You know, uh, for the listeners that are unaware, George, are you still a full-on vegan? Yeah, since 2009, I'll die as a vegan. I'll, I'll never change. And, and I hope that for the people that are listening, come on, man. If you run a vegetables company or something, sponsor Bob this part so you could. All right, here's what we're, we're going to see. The, we're going to see if the power of radio works, okay? 
if okay. if if you're a, a vegan restaurant, uh, let's do let's do this. Let's see if we can coordinate a say semi monthly appearance. So twice every second week, George, we'll see if we can get a client for you uh, to sponsor your feature, and then we'll move around. Uh, uh, Will Hawk Beef Jerky and Roos Chris and other segments on the shows. That they, so we'll see if this actually this is a te- now I, I will tell you George I, I, we've got uh, Brendan Ulrich used to produce this show uh, the first producer of Oilers Now and Chad was Reed Wilkins he now does the evening show. Uh, Brendan Ulrich uh, replaced Reed in 2013 it's almost like the Dread Pirate Roberts from The Princess Bride right uh, it, it'll make more seconds and, and so, so tr- uh, Brendan Ulrich was just named the Chorus um, Edmonton Salesman of the Year for Chorus and Global, uh, and I know he got to go to Toronto, and he's he's loaded the show up with lots of advertisers here uh, for the hockey season. He could work his magic. We'll see. There's a chance we may be able to get a vegan restaurant or a vegetable company out there specifically that would like to sponsor a George segment. Well, I don't think it's going to be hard, and if if Brandon can't do it. I could definitely do it because I know all the spots in Edmonton. All right. And I don't think that would be a hard task. All right. Well, let's work on it. That way we can get you paid for this because you basically volunteered to do the show for about the last seven seasons. George, I'm going to throw a... Cur- <laughs> I, I'm going to throw. Thanks for mentioning it after seven years. <laughs> you know, we've we've had this relationship now for I don't know, 15, 16 years. I've stayed. This, I've stayed. Yeah, it's Bob. A, I figured since since I opened eyes hit you, I figured that I owed you to do your show for free. There, there you go. Well, and a lot of people would wish that I didn't get up from that open ice collision. <laughs> George, there was more contact. There was more contact on that open ice hit that night uh, out at. Uh, uh, we were in the southwest side there at the arena there. There was more contact that day than there was... Kinsman. Kinsman. Kinsman Arena. Than there was uh, in the preseason game that Cam Moon and myself called last night between the Oilers and the Flames. Do you remember when you first came up with the Oilers? And, I mean, you had a very specified role. When you played Calgary in the preseason, you knew it was on, right? Well, you know, hockey is changing. Physicality is completely out of the game. Even in Edmonton, like even in Montreal, the, the exhibition game so far, there's less and less hitting. And I remember um, in training camp, um, there was a rule that there was no fight between us, like between between the players, because they uh, they they knew that with the exhibition game there was going to be enough fights there. So they wanted to, us to stay healthy. So we fight op- opponents, not ourselves. And especially against Calgary, it was a war all the time. The only time that I remember that I've ever fought in, 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 in squad games, it was that Simon kid. That Simon kid in the practice, because the way it worked before the Joy Moss Cup when we played game against one another, is that this Simon kid, a tough guy, um, we kind of knew that he might want to come after me. And then there was a practice before the, the pregame squad. And, Bob, I don't know if you remember, during the practice, he came up to me in the, in the middle of a drill. He's like, George, can we get over with now? Can we fight now? And I was like, what? It's like, I can't wait for the game. I, I, I'm too wrapped up. Let's go right now. It's like, no, we're, we have to wait for the game. And I was a veteran. I was mad, and I pummeled them when the game started because I was like, you, you got me lot, mad. And when, was well, that? But yeah, but you, know, but you know, Bob, when I fought mad, yes. it was dangerous. And then I was mad that time. What was his first name again? His last name was Simon. Was Remember it, his first name? Was it Jason Simon? Was that who it was? No. No, was I don't remember. Was it Darcy Simon? No, no, it wasn't. And and, and actually, it was that same year that uh, Let's Go Lego was there too. 
Oh, but he never came after me. Uh, he was smarter. But um, um, maybe if somebody will text it to you, the name of uh, His last was, name was Simon? Yes, his last name was Simon, yeah. I, well, I'm trying to think there was a... Um, you know what? Uh, hmm. Usually we have a good memory for that stuff, but... Uh, yeah, well, no, I, I mean, I remember Sean Let's Go Lego because he played in the Golden against the Golden Bears in Alberta. Alberta had a guy named uh, Blair St. Martin. He's a doctor. He's a urologist now in Edmonton. And Kevin Lowe was at the game. And Blair St. Martin, and this is going to tie back to the, I'm going to get this tied back to the order rookie games against the Flames rookies. Blair St. Martin had 399 penalty minutes one year in Medicine Hat because he was on the same team as Rocky Thompson. And nobody wanted to fight Rocky Thompson. And Blair was like the second toughest guy in Medicine Hat. He fought all the time. So he ended up in meds. He was in medical school, George, at the time. And the orders brought in Sean Legault. And Blair St. Martin was a lefty. And he fed Let's Go Legault. I, I, like, he fed him. And Kevin Lowe came up to me, and he's like, your doctor just beat up our tough guy. And they invited, I, I'm pretty sure it was Sean Legault. But it was it was unbelievable. Like, the whole crowd, like, everybody at Claire Drake Arena is thinking Blair's going to get his ass kicked. And instead, uh, instead, uh, uh, Mitch Mitch Jewell is telling me it was Jason Simon. That's who. You, yes, it was Jason. Yes, Jason Simon. That's right. Thank you. Uh, who, who said that? Mitch, said my that? buddy Mitch, who, by the way, George is a full-on meat uh, meat eater. Uh, Mitch <laughs> Mitch Jewell Mitch Jewell goes to Penticton every year for the rookie tournament, so he's listening online, and he's a, yeah. a big he's. He, He's got a, you know, Jack, Jack and myself and Cam have a lot of time for Mitch. He's, he runs a small business in town. He's overcome a, a significant uh, physical disability to do a great job. But he, he knows hockey. He knows his stuff. Yeah. And he's so, there you go. So, yeah, so Legault ended up fighting St. Martin. This was like in 03 or 04. And Blair was already in medical school by this point. You know, like. And, and so he, but. What Legault didn't realize is St. Martin fought like 40 times as a 20-year-old, as a five foot eleven, And George, in the 04 University Cup, Blair St. Martin was the captain of the Golden Bears, and he got into a stick incident with the captain of the UNBV Reds in the ceremonial face-off. Blair did not take Whoa. any crap out there, right? So he... I mean, George, he'd fight you now. He would not, and, and he's a full-on urologist, and he looks like a doctor. He's about, like I said, 5'11". He's probably only 185 pounds, but he was tough as nails. So there you go. Yeah. Now, we mentioned that Blair played with Rocky Thompson because you got in a fight with Rocky Thompson in a rookie game that I was at, um, and you guys were just pasting each other. Uh, yeah, but and, I, didn't do, I didn't do good. when I fought Rocky Thompson when I was with the Bulldogs. It was an exhibition game against the Calgary Flames uh, farm team. Yeah. And uh, I fought two twice that game. I fought Sasha Lakovic and Rocky Thompson. And I did bad in both fights. I did not do good at all. And it was just coming out of junior hockey. I had those two fights. And I was like, oh, my God. This, uh, this job is so hard. How am I going to do this? And then, I don't know. I just had to learn. My first year in the AHL, I fought a lot of times. And then my reputation got better. I got better at what I did. Because, you know, Bob, as you know me, I never liked it. I did it because it was my job. So, yeah. you know, to rev yourself to do something you don't like, it's hard. But at one point, I was in the AHL. I was like, George, you know, if you, not, if, you don't, if you don't like it, be the best at it. That way you don't have to do it as much because people will fear you. Because if you have a guy that fights 30, 40 times a year, that means they're not scared not of, of you. So they're going to they're gonna take yeah. liberty, right? So I was like, you know what? After the, those times that I didn't do good, I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to focus on it, even though I don't like it, to be the best, but then I don't do it as much. And then I had guys like you, even though I was bringing such, uh, such a good reputation, people would take liberty against their team. You were like, I wasn't mean enough. You want me to be meaner. <laughs> well, Dave Brown was mean. Ben Wilson. Uh, ben Wilson was a mean yeah, fight. They yeah, were both – Philadelphia. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, Dave yeah, Brown, was not, he was a cold-blooded assassin. Listen, if I, w- if I had the character of Dave Brown, I would have killed someone in the NHL. Because I remember – you remember I got criticized by the media one part because when I was fighting, people said it was too nice because I had a code. I wouldn't punch guys when they would go down. You remember that? <laughs> when people said he's too nice. And I'm just pummel someone, but I'm not, I don't keep going. When, and because I stopped even before the referee come in because I didn't want to kill anyone. You, and you could and 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 have. And, and I got criticized often because I wasn't mean enough. I wasn't hitting guys uh, uh, when they were on the ground. I had the code that the goal of it is to win a hockey fight, not to kill someone. I remember. And I was listening to these guys like being all over me, and I was like, guys, uh, am I doing the job or not? Am I known as the toughest guy in the game or not? What else do you want from me? <laughs> the one time, George, you got screwed is you let up on Donald Brashear. Remember that? Yes. You had yes. when you were in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh. And, and he was in Washington, and you had him. I think he was in Washington or wherever he was. Three it, times, he, yes, he, he was in Washington. He went down three times, and I stopped because I, I had pity for him. And then he came up swinging, and and I was like, yeah. oh, George, like I like because Dave Brown, like when Jim Kite and Dave Brown fought in the '91 playoffs, George, Jim Kite tried to punch, and you know, and Jim was a good fighter. He got decked once by Joey Kosher. He had a hearing impediment, and it knocked his hearing aids out, and he it affected his vestibular in the fight. But you know, like. He's trying to punch like Brownie's got him down. <laughs> Jim Kite's trying to punch him from a prone position. And I got to tell you, George, for a lot of other fans that watch that 1991, and this may sicken some of the bleeding hearts out there, but for hardcore hockey fans that grew up in the heart of the Battle of Alberta, it's one of the most memorable moments in Oilers history was watching Darren Dutition's line, Dave Brown starts the lawnmower on Jim Kite, right? Because he had him down and he was just and if you're you know, if you were a bloodthirsty twenty five year old guy at the time with only one chin like I was, you loved it, right? You you wanted the Oilers to win, your team was kicking the crap. That's just the way it, but we've moved away from that now. We don't see you know what I mean? We don't see fights. There's no fights in preseason. Like, George, I'm in a fight in three preseason games. But, but, but talking about Battle of Alberta, you remember the time that I almost became a Calgary Flame? Yes. Would you imagine? The reason I didn't do it is I couldn't do that to Oilers son, but I basically shook hands with Iginla. I was going to Calgary. Until I changed my mind, I went to, to Pittsburgh. <laughs> and the reason why I did that is I couldn't imagine going and play against the Oilers and, and, and beat whatever tough guys that you guys had at that time because... I couldn't. I loved Edmonton way too much to do that. So I revised myself and I went to Pittsburgh. And then I remember Sutter and Aginla were pissed because I told them that I, I would go there because I had a no move clause from Phoenix. And then I changed my mind when in their mind they said that I was going to Calgary. Yeah. Do you know what else I remember? I was on the bus and you, and you said, is, Mac, is Big Mac on the bus? And I said, yes. And he goes, hand him your phone. And you basically coached him in case he fought Donald Brashear. Yeah, you, I did. I did. you said, I want, I want Big Mac to do well. Here's what he has to be aware. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. Yeah. George, I said, George, don't relay it to me. I'll just, you know, he said, Bobby, give me the phone or give uh, Mac the phone. 
<laughs> so I called on Steve McIntyre on the bus, and he was sitting at the front because, and it was an optional practice that day, but he's sitting at the front of the bus, near the front of the bus. Normally, I wouldn't bug a player in that scenario. He said, no, give him the phone. And Mac <laughs> finishes the conversation with you, and he goes, that was George LaRock. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, just so you know, uh, that summer when I was in Edmonton, because I still lived there in the summer, even though I wasn't there anymore, uh, I used to train Mac, Cassian, and uh, who's that guy? That that, that that tough guy that wasn't that won the cup in, in with the Kings. The tough guy that was there. He lived in Edmonton in the summer. Um, he, he works for the NHL now. He was a tough guy that played for the Kings. Perils? Remember? Who? No, 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 no. At the time of uh, the time of Cassian and uh, and McIntyre, he won the cup. Tough guy with which uh, which uh, Cassian? Matt Cassian? Yeah, it's Matt Cassian. Oh boy! Uh, I used to train him and McIntyre. At the, at uh, and he was L.A.'s tough guy because L.A. Yeah. had they brought up King. No, they, not King. Not they had King and they had Jordan Nolan, right? No, they, no, no. Another one. He was bigger, taller, a big, a big lefty, like big guy, like and stuff. Uh, uh, he was tough. He was tough as nails too. I, I forgot his name. And uh, but but anyway, I, I used to train them at Twin Pad Arena in the, in the North End. I used to train these guys with pads on the ice train uh, McIntyre and stuff so that to get them ready and geared on for the job that they were going to have if you were to ask them. Well, now I'm going, through the two, I'm going through the 2012 L.A. Kings. The, the one they won the first. Dustin Panner was on that team. Uh, Morrow played part of Ethan Morrow played he, part he, of that. He's like he's like 6'4", and he, he makes it in with anyone. Um, and then he end up, uh, where did he, I don't remember where he went after, but. Uh, was it Kim somebody? Nobody Nobody by text is getting it for you? Well, actually, just a sec here. Hold on a sec. Texas at 780. Uh, Kevin Westgarth? Yes, Westgarth, exactly. Westgarth. I was training all these guys. Westgarth, McIntyre, Westgarth, McIntyre were the toughest one, and I and I do the pad with them on the ice to train them to get them ready for the job. So uh, it was awesome. Yeah. It, it, I loved it. Uh, Coach yeah, Mike says, love having, George, love having George LaRock on the show. He's an absolute beauty, total legend. You can text us at 780-496-0063. So Westgarth was in town. Uh, not Matt Green. You're not talking about Matt Green. No, no, no. Westgarth. Westgarth was one of the guys. Matt Green wasn't part of that camp. There's four or five guys that want me to train them, so I did it with pads on the ice because one of the things that, that people didn't really do right is if you wanted to fight, be a tough guy, you can do boxing because boxing you're on your feet and, and it teaches bad manners because when you're punching on ice, you're, off, you're always off balance. You got to do padding on the ice. So Franco Sestito used to do that with me, but I never told anyone because I didn't want anybody to know that advantage. But after, towards the end of my career, that's what I did. I brought guys on the ice and I did padding with them and stuff so then they could be better at it and have more balance learning how to punch and to do this. So I used to train tough guys to do this and stuff, and, and it was awesome, man. But, you know, I love just giving some of my tricks and stuff. But, again, when you're as big, as heavy as I was, you know, it, 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 it made the job much easier, you know, because I was always naturally big and never really the strongest guy in the gym, but I was always naturally strong. And that to me was uh, well. You were, I mean, yeah. You had a strength. You had a strength advantage, George, on versus. I, I mean, I remember like Jody Shelley was a pretty decent fighter. I remember the last time you fought him, he was. You were with the Canadians, and he was with San Jose. Yeah, you killed him. Like, you just, yeah. like it was because Jody used to train here in Edmonton as well, right? In the summers. Yeah, 
Yeah, he was, and, and and he was a gamer too. But again, he felt way too open, and uh, with my reach and everything, it was. But it's crazy because I hated doing it, but I just figured, you know what? Let, let's be the best at it. I'm I'm wearing number twenty-seven. I got to honor Dave Semenko. And I used to see Dave Semenko all the time in the room, and he, as a scout, he still looked scary. And I was like, man, I got to honor this guy because when I took that number, I didn't know it was his. And then when Sparky laughed at me when I decided to pick 27, and all, and all the veterans thought I was so cocky to take the number of a legend. Because coming out of junior, I didn't know what reputation I was going to have and the job you know, I was going to be able to, to have such a good reputation, right? So taking number 27 is kind of like taking number 99. You don't do that in Edmonton. And I did it. I took it as a former tough guy. And then I was, you know, one, one of my happiest moments, Bob, I've never said that on the air. Um, and I'll never forget it. When we, we, we got to speak to the fans for the last time at Rexall before they, they closed it down, yep. I was one of the fortunate players that was uh, fortunate enough to be able to talk to the crowd uh, because, you know, Mass did. I think there was five, six players that did. There was a hundred of former Oilers yep. uh, that, that were there, and, and uh, as well as the current one. I was there. And, yep. and, and, and in front of Dave Semenko and the crowd, I, I was able to tell Dave that I hope that I honored you like one your number. And to be able to say that to him with everything that we know that's happened after and yep. how we've lost him, uh, it was awesome because that's all I've ever wanted to do. Bob, do good playing the NHL, but honor this man's number because he was a legend in Edmonton. And uh, you know, war, war, war number 27 was something very important uh, to me, especially when I knew about the history of the Oilers. And the fact that I was able to say that to him, uh, it was just awesome. I, I love the fact that I got to talk to the fans in that last day at Rexall. Uh, absolutely. George, uh, Bob, George needs to become a Thursday regular. Well, we got to get a, a vegan restaurant to, to sponsor that. Bob, 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 <laughs> Bob, whether there's a vegan restaurant that sponsor or not, you can have me every week. You're the one that has me only once a month because I'm not good enough for you. Oh, I'm on radio every single day for 10 years now, but I'm only good enough You're for you once a month. <laughs> you never, come whatever you want. George, how come you've you never, George, how come you've never had me on, on your show in Montreal? Do they not want to hear a guy from Alberta? <laughs> because, be, no, no, be, I, because you, it's, a, it's a French show and you know the language here. People yes. are panicking in Montreal yes. when somebody says two words in English in a show. <laughs> If you come in and you speak English, people will, will murder me because... Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. With the language... Could you imagine me going world. on complaining about transfer payments to Quebec? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have you. If, if I had a podcast, you'd be the first one that, that I would have. But, you know, it's just that it's in French. And then, I know. So I know. I, George, in all honesty, I wish I hadn't failed French about 19... I, I dropped French at the University of Alberta at least five <laughs> times. So I got to get to... Hey, George. George, awesome having you on. Let's work on it, buddy. And trust me, you That's did it. honor we George. Didn't even talk about, we didn't even talk about training camp. That's it. That's, That's all we're, we're at. George, it's 127. I'm right up against the clock, man. You know it's radio. <laughs> we got to sell some spots. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Okay. Thank you, bro. Yvette, that is George LaRock, 127 at Edmonton. Uh, what a guy. Uh, do you want to mention at this time, hockey's here. It's also time to upgrade your truck or SUV and our friends at Brent Ridge Ford actually have inventory. How about 21 new and used Ford SUVs? All have warranty. Many have subsidized interest rates. In addition, they have a number of off-make SUVs. That count today shows 25-plus new or used trucks on the lot. All units 
competitively priced. And, of course, Brent Ridge treats their customers fairly. They boast an outstanding service department. They don't forget about you after you buy the vehicle. Uncle Bill, Johnny Rich, and the gang will look after your vehicle needs. Give them a call. 780-352. That's 780-352-6048. And remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Cam Moon with Connor Bedard. John Shannon still to come after a Global News Weather Traffic Update. Eileen Bell.